Hey, Red. What's up, Oban? <laughs> Do you know that uh, if you want to support us more, they can go to our Patreon? Yeah. They get Discord community, Ask Madam Red Anything, and a bonus episode. Mm, and I also hear sometimes there's like a little bit of extra sexy content that comes in once in a while. Absolutely. Sometimes I appear naked. Mm, where should they go? They should go to truenorthdom.com under our support us into our Patreon. Love it. You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast. A discussion of all things kink, fetish, Diaz, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. Hello, Daddy Red. Hello, Oban. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm on my like fourth cup of coffee. <laughs> I know. I just opened up uh, another monster. So I'm getting caffeine yeah. jacked. Uh, yeah, my caffeine consumption's been through the roof lately. Well, I have to work tonight. I work the night shift. So I'm working from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I slept late. And uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't nap before work. Mm. Um, it just gets me. I don't know if you nap in the middle of the day. It just, mm, I, I, I feel rare. more tired. Yeah. So I'm not a napper. I go hard and then just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's very rare I nap. So I got two night shifts in a row. So the first night is always the hardest because you've never probably got a, like a never enough sleep beforehand, but. Um, Caffeine and uh, cold and sinus meds will keep you up. Ugh, gross. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes when I like have a hardcore play session, I need a nap afterwards, or I'm wired. Oh yeah, you've ex- you've totally you've totally expended yeah, yourself. Totally. Um, my name is Oban, and I identify as a submissive, and I'm a host of this podcast. I'm Daddy Red, and I identify as a dominatrix, and I am a host of this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Now, I'm going to, uh, before we get into any general conversations, I know we kind of talk about a few things. We are going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to straight up, because it's already going to be in the in the description, massive trigger warning. We are doing it. We are talking about blood and biting. So a trigger warning for anyone, this is going to be very graphic and we will be talking about blood and probably needles. For sure. Uh, We had a Patreon request. They've been really intrigued with uh, Oban's blood journey. And anyways, um, I guess we're going to divulge more into that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, But other than that, what do you got going on this week? Anything, any kinky things this week? No, I had no session bookings, so I got out, did some rock climbing yesterday, right. and then today I'm headed out to go for a hike with uh, rubber kittens. Oh, nice. Well, it's getting, um, it's nice weather out, right? So it's starting to, longer days, we can get out there, start doing more stuff. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, blood. 
<laughs> Should I start off and make it really disgusting and get rid of all of our fans that my period's next week and I still haven't dumped my period blood on anyone yet? See, that's interesting because period blood to me, and I know it's, I, I guess it would be in that general blood play conversation, mm-hmm. but I don't consider that what I'm interested in. And that's why I love to explore. So why is it, you know, people are like, oh, needles, blood. But then the second you talk about menses or dumping your menses on someone, everyone's like, Ugh. like I don't know. What, what, what's the difference? One uh, well, so I will say that like, shedding. I have no problem um, if the uh, person is into it. So not everyone feels like they want to do it, but like, I have no issues. In fact, I love having sex with someone and if if they're on their period and there happens to be as you get in your quotation mark red wings um i've said before i'm happy to go down on someone um it's not like i'm saying oh i'm excited about this like i I like that like excites me or whatever Mm -hmm. but i have there is no i guess squeaminess for lack of a better word like i'm just i'm into it it's just part of it's Your just part of submission. Well, not even that. Man. It's just it's just part of not even if it's in a kink way. It's just part of um, fluids. That's part of sex. You know, come as part of mm-hmm. sex and sweat and maybe pee and <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it's just it's just part of it. If there happens to be some period blood in it or lots, um, yeah. But it doesn't. That isn't my excitement towards blood. Now okay. I I do think. I do think there's just a general cultural issue that some people have about um, period blood. And I, I just think, uh, you know, it's not a, it's what's um, maybe a misogynistic thinking. I don't know. I mean, what's your thought about period sex? It doesn't bother me at all. It just looks like a squirrel got sacrificed sometimes in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I mean, I've had, partners who would go down on me and eat me out you know when I'm spotting or some in your situation aren't bothered by it at all it does make me feel a little more vulnerable and insecure right because you may not be sure how they're going to take it right uh not that if they're an active participant and wanting to do it but I just like you know your chemistry down there changes right because of your hormones and a little bit of insecurities may come up It, it might be messy i don't know you know it's it's kind of like a guy when he gets fucked in the butt and you pull out they're always like is it dirty you know it's kind of like that in a way it's kind of like ooh, is it gross? yeah and um like do you find like are you are you horny during your period um well i'm pretty horny regularly <laughs> for someone that's horny and does sex work you have the less amount of sex than i know of anyone uh yeah i think the last time i've had pleasure non-work sex i'm going on almost a year i've been june of last year exactly but i'm 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 demisexual i stay asexual till i have a chemistry with someone so actually my sex life right now is pretty much with my clients right that's my sex life right now yeah so okay yeah so i mean if you're if i mean same like you can be having sex with someone and then like you can start the period, like depending on how. Oh, totally. It happens is. all the time. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> hey, oh, oh, well, it looks like I'm on my period now, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, so what, so the part that turns you on blood, now that we've confirmed it's not so much like period yeah. type blood. Yes. 
it's more the needle blood, cutting blood, like. Yeah. So the conversation that I've been having with um, just recently had, and, and I won't, I won't say who it was as a Patreon. Yeah. Um, they can shout. I'm not sure if they want to be shouted out or not. So um, kind of exploring the conversation. So I will say that like, I am completely inexperienced in this and this is just me vocalizing my journey and experiencing it. So yeah. um, my excitement about blood is I'm not interested in vampire play in the sense of wanting to drink it or consume it or like taste it um, like in that kind of vampire sense. So I know there's a whole, there's a whole play about vampires and I mean, come on. I mean, twilight and all, yeah. I mean, vampires are, let's just be honest. Vampires are sexy. They're dominant. Yeah. You lose control of yourself. Like I get yeah. why it's sexy yes. and people like to consume blood and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very I, erotic. Extremely, extremely erotic. Like, can we talk about, hello, that's a kink people. Like, sure. It was a book from the 1800s. That was some yeah. kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it's starting with that it's taboo. So my background, as I've mentioned before, was raised as a Jehovah's witness and blood is forbidden. Okay. Mm -hmm. You uh, cannot consume it and you cannot have like transfusions. There's a whole bunch of conversations around uh, if they even refuse it and they've even like uh, to the point of death, right? Like Mm -hmm. so that they'll die if they don't get a transfusion and they'll die. There's been lots of court and I'm not, not, I don't want to get into that discussion, but that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. So much of fear that I wouldn't eat hot dogs at school because they might have byproducts in them, uh, certain kind of salamis. So blood was so sacred literally for them. And I think it definitely has this feeling of, ooh, playing with blood. Now that is very naughty, very, very naughty, right? So for me, I think that's how it starts. There's the a start. bonding aspect of it? Well, first of all, I think first of all, it's just like so naughty. Like if I want to like, you know, deconstruct the most of my my religious upbringing, it's like to be involved with blood and admit that I'm excited by blood. Like that's like the ultimate deconstruction. Mm -hmm. So that, that mental, um, that mental journey for sure is there, but the, I find the act of blood coming from a wound. So a needle prick and less so much cutting, but I think cutting could come into it very erotic now we're talking about some very dangerous uh things that involve uh lots of consent and um fluid bonding and and how would you describe fluid bonding for those listening um fluid bonding is the act of where both partners share fluids without any barriers so whether that be you know P and V or however, insertion and there's semen or secretions blended or blood or saliva, urine, any type of fluids, right? And you're 
you're exchanging that back and forth with someone or other persons without any barriers. Yeah. And so, I mean, when we talk about any kind of fluid play and very, very much with blood, there is a very real um, transmissions of not even just not even just STDs, but full on other diseases. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So any kind of blood play has to be extremely high level, like both partners need to be fully tested, aware of the risks that they're using. So, I mean, you've played and do play uh, uh, needles and there is blood that comes from that. Um, How do you, how do you mitigate those risks? How, How do you go ahead with that? For sure. Um, I, because I am herpes HSV2 positive, um, I'm always vocal about that with people, for mm-hmm. sure, uh, before any activities when it comes with bodily fluids. Um, I, um, give, whether it's giving or receiving, there's always barriers if they're, um, you know, not fluid bonded with me. They, yeah. they wear gloves. There still is a risk when you're wearing gloves that you might accidentally poke Uh um we do you know there is definitely like you know when you do clean up with gauze and things but is there a good reference people can go to for 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 safe play like is there like a good website or something that you know about you know i did come across an article on needle reading but i honestly i don't know if it went in depth on the safety aspects and more of the how to i know some of the medical play classes you went to there was a real conversation of it right sure there was a lot of medical personnel they talked about insertion and how to cover barriers how to properly uh set up your um area where it mm-hmm. goes from clean to dirty so you don't do cross-contamination and that's and, just basic right. practices and like using new needles and having like a For needle sure. uh, what do you call those things not a needle bin what are they called a, a biohazard biohazard yeah. right and you just how to properly um they call it dopper uh taking on and off gloves and mm-hmm. gear proper PPE and stuff and sterilizing and stuff like that for sure but again when you do needles there always is a risk whether you're wearing gloves or not I mean you can get sprayed in the face if you get an artery Uh, you can like I said the needle can go through the skin if you're not paying attention a glove only protects you so much, right? That's you right. You can accidentally prick yourself. Mm-hmm. So regardless of no matter how conscientious, there's always a risk. And I think that's why when it comes to medical play, especially needles or knife play, it's it's definitely on the higher risk of kink play for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of the, the fluid bonding aspect yeah, for the actual health risks that there are involved. I think when we talk about like our kink scale, we would consider it high up there in the kink scale for the amount of people that it's a trigger for. That's why we gave a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. And also too, for the health risks that there truly are involved. It comes down to, you know, trust and communication. Is this person being honest on, you know, if they have any uh, diseases or that can pass through blood or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, it comes down to the vetting and being transparent. And, you know, some people don't even know. Some people don't even know they have hepatitis C or... Oh, I know, right. You know, it comes down to That's why even if, it, the, honestly, in any of this kind of play, you both need to get tested and then say, here's my, here's my results. And then 
even if there is something in there, then just it's not a judgment. Let's have a conversation about how we mitigate those risks and what we're for sure. what we're available for, sure. for, right? For sure. Now, for you, is it because you you find it erotic and like it? Would you say it turns you on? Seeing Big time. The Big visual time. of the blood. Yeah. So I it's not. A, when yeah. You saw the the Instagram post where uh, uh, she had the needles across the chest, and when her partner took them out, and he was uh, pretty much titty fucking her with the yeah. Blood so there was the blood. Yeah, the blood dripped from the wounds, mm-hmm. pooled in her breast, and then he titty fucked those breasts, came on it, and then mixed it all together and made like this beautiful view of cum and blood all over yeah. like i know ver- verbalizing it makes me laugh but it's like oh my god it's so hot so it's like the act of it dripping out but but like as i say that outside like it's not in a horror way like i don't want to see uh like you know like i'm i don't like horror movies so i'm not excited by like <laughs> an arm getting cut off and the blood coming out i'm just like, seeing the movie carrie where the blood yeah. pig bud just goes everywhere <laughs> so i think it's coming where my thought process on it it's like this ultimate vulnerability ultimate connection like we are deeply connected together as two individuals we've completely shared our fluid. history and our fluids and we're bonding over it it's the same reason I, that i enjoy pegging it's like how how vulnerable and i'm giving myself and so like there's also it's it's a i think i like to get needled but i think it's even more i like to do needles in someone else and see that blood and then be in it now would i taste it or would like consume it in that sense in that regard sure but it's that's not that's not the direct turn on for me it's like the turn on is like the vulnerability and the connection and the beauty and it. it's the same with needles like i enjoy the needles and i enjoy watching them come out cuz the blood like when you and i were playing and and mm-hmm. some blood came out i was like oh, that like that was hot mm-hmm. like it was very hot right but it was wasn't my titty your titty's hot <laughs> sure your titty's hot but like there's blood coming out of this titty like huh yeah. and um but also um uh i i yeah i i'm having a hard time verbalizing it because i'm not even so sure exactly my journey on it and it's so difficult to um have this journey because I can't, it's not something you can go to a play party and just kind of do. Um, yeah, you can. I did it. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess in that sense, but not so much as exchanging the blood or like in actually like playing with the blood itself. I mean, I guess I, I, I do need to investigate it more. I guess I could play with the blood if I was wearing more gloves and I had some protection on. It's finding someone that's it's just like all play finding someone that's willing to share that, but then because of the risk and it's gotta be a a compatibility. So it's hard for you probably as much as you want to explore this kink and do needles and get to explore it more. It's just hard 
finding the time, finding someone, but someone who's on the same page and willing to share that as well and trust you and do that exchange. So do you have any interest in exploring, um, like cutting someone or how they, you know, they do taking a scalpel and cutting like patterns or intricate designs skin? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't have to be self-cutting. Like you can No, 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 no. I enjoy I would enjoy to do it. And again, it's just like, but see, for me, it's like, holy cow, how do you get those skills to feel? So that's what I'm gonna start doing is in literally investigating the best ways to do it, the best practices for it, right? So so that someone is, you know, gonna trust them. And I'm probably gonna have to do some uh playing on myself even just thinking about it, I'm like, Oh, like cutting myself and like, it, it scares me, but it excites me at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just, um, what is your feelings about like, do you like, so you do needle play. Uh, I do a bit of everything. So I am trained in needles, suturing and cutting. So what is, what are your feelings about, about blood then? Do you enjoy the blood or what is it? Um, it definitely has, it doesn't make me all horny and wet maybe in your aspect, but I do because I'm a sadist, right? So that aspect I, I, I love doing and I, I have a background in nursing. So doing hands-on technical stuff is very pleasing and role-playing nurse is always fun, right? It's right. probably one of my top kinks with pegging and servitude and sissy vacation and cake, right? I love playing nurse and medical. Um, but there's something definitely is aesthetically pleasing about seeing the rich red iron like blood for sure how it pools up and congeals even when it coagulates and gets crusty uh, I don't really care what people think of me on this podcast but I love dumping my menstrual blood out and just see, I like seeing right. that horror movie effect. Oh, okay. Does it make me horny or wet? No. Yeah. But I don't know. I've always, as a younger girl, always enjoyed horror movies, you know, Carrie walking out and the blood sure. everywhere. And I was like, ah, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I also too really as a child enjoy watching trauma shows and I used to be a part of search and rescue and dealing and seeing um, trauma blood and uh, skin flapping back and forth and organs exposed and I mean I know I'm going really graphic here no but this is the podcast to be the the bed sores seeing the different layers of tissue and even some mm. bone exposed as it's like gain green and pussy yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't turn me on but something about anatomy and physiology in the inside of the body I just find really magical but lots of people do that's why that's why there's surgery shows like TLC has surgery shows and has shows about like like Dr. Pimple Poppers, like people come in with like these goiters this big yeah, and like they feel the, people enjoy seeing that. I want to be the one right there. Like, let's go. Yeah. 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 And I, and maybe it's a, a is the word I'm saying, right? Macrab, macrab, um, oh. where it's like dark macabre. and macabre. Yes. I, I like that darkness and that obscurity. And I like that aspect of death and life. And uh, so it just, again, it's not sexual, but don't get me wrong. Like if I was, you know, with a really um, 
attractive partner um, or, you know, a really someone that I had a sexual chemistry and I'm doing needles or certain acts, you know, and seeing that it definitely uh, would have a sense of eroticism, right? I'm starting to um, connect my um, things that connect deeply with me and excite me have to do with vulnerability. Um, and I've, I've kind of connected with this recently. When I would argue with a partner, and one would be my long-term ex-wife, if they broke down and cried, like if I saw them crying, mm-hmm. I immediately got turned on. Mm. Someone crying in the act of crying became extremely exciting, but not just seeing someone cry that doesn't get me going but seeing someone that I'm with cry so either that person is hurting or there's something where they've emotionally broken down and they are they are visibly upset and start crying Mm -hmm. that instantly gets me excited you're an asshole I've cried Ah. in front of you (laughs) I don't know what it is. So more and more things about vulnerability and connection is like that, that deep, like just being, I'm there, I'm raw. This is who I am. I, I don't know what say, it is. Is it because it's raw and it's yeah. and it's feelings and they're, I don't want to say when someone cries, it's a weakness, but the guard, kind of. is, the guard is down. Well, so, okay. I mean, I'll connect it directly with my ex, a uh, German born, very strong. strong and strong person. And I can yeah. count on my hands the amount of times in 25 years that she cried. Yeah. Um, so if that happened, oh my God, like I was extremely, extremely excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never worked. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, trying to like uh, fuck in the middle of a fight didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people have like this hate fuck thing and they go like, yeah. they're going to like hate fuck me or whatever. But like, yeah. anyways. It it never panned out, but seeing someone, uh, yeah, it's, it's an instant in the back of my brain connection of like, oh my God, I am so, I feel so close to this person. I feel so connected and I either want to protect them, like love them and like, just come in and let's do it all. (laughs) Are you a a rescuer type of male? Do you get these women that are telling you their problems? And I do listen. Empathetic. You are a good listener and emotional. So I I wonder if there's like this rescue personality. You you do attract a lot of drama women. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm thinking I'm figuring some pieces out here of the puzzle. It could be. It really, really could be. I, I, I love strong women. You know that I'm attracted to very strong, independent women, but I'm also do want to, yeah, like uh, there's definitely like that. And that's why I've, I've talked about wanting to explore this daddy side and the daddy side being like, I really think that's, that's growing, especially now that I've been single for the last really single for like the last year is like, I want to protect someone. I want to take care of someone. I want to be there for someone. <laughs> I like, I don't know. So I'm chuckling because um, my uh, ex-boyfriend came across my dating profile. 
And this dating profile, I guess, takes your birth date and like breaks it down like your astrology in a way, if you want Uh to believe uh that stuff. And he he tells me out of nowhere, he texts me, he says, hey, I think you need more dominant men. I was like, what? Fuck off. And he's like, no, seriously, I came across, you know, your dating profile and it said, you know, my name and it said likes dominant right. men who make her feel secure and safety right, right. and it, it goes on right uh free-spirited but independent whatever and uh I didn't believe him I thought he was just you know talking shit because we didn't end on the greatest terms no uh and so anyways he screenshots it and sent it to me and it did say that I, um, based on my astrology, of course, that of course. Um, a dominant man would be more compatible for my needs. And as I'm reading it, there's some things I agree with it. Like I do like safety and secure and stability. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I do like a man who's strong, who I know has my back, especially if I'm like in the mountains and in the bush, like I need to know, like, are we a team or are right, you a pussy? Right. <laughs> like, I know what skill set I'm bringing to the table. Uh, if we're, if me and you are out in the woods, yeah. I'm relying all on you, all on you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> I, I just, I guess, yeah, in a way, I do like that older man, daddy type mm-hmm. thing. But as far as like a dominant male, I don't want someone trying to control me. No, I, no. I have no interest in that. And I'm a woman who doesn't need to wear the pants in the relationship. I, I mm-hmm. like having, you know, someone doing acts of service because they love and care about me and enjoy seeing my happiness. But in a way, I'm the same way as well. And so I kind of, in a way, um, I guess getting to the point of all my rambling is I'm kind of curious to explore um maybe not in play i have no interest in bdsm playing being dominated but in the dating world exploring maybe a more daddy like dominant mm-hmm. male i guess I, I like a man who's the protector and a provider Take care of you yeah um and, and I, sure. I really felt that like in without getting into too much details like i really felt that that was my role as a husband a father a business owner for many, many, many years. And I, I think that's a role that maybe I'm missing in some level. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, like I know I'm extremely submissive in nature, but I have some very strong, dominant, caring, protective roles. And when it comes, you know, coming back to the conversation of blood and and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. It's that vulnerability and seeing it and that person being vulnerable with me and being part of it. And for someone to let me needle them and to have let their blood come out and to, to, you know, that fantasy that I described earlier. I mean, that is an extremely um, vulnerable act that's being done. Right. And it just Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing. It's I think it's also the same thing, like they kind of connect like with biting, like I enjoy Mm -hmm. giving and also very, very much receiving uh, bites. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a eyes into the back of my head. If someone bites me on my shoulder or my chest, like I'm, it's almost instant sub, sorry, uh, subspace. If I get bitten. Is it the sensation? Yeah. Um, 
or is it also to uh, just the fact that that's an oral part of their mouth touching your skin? Could be. I mean, I think contact. Yeah, like I think a lot of my kinks and fetishes are tactile, like latex, and right. So I'm I'm a tactile person, and I love uh, oral play of anything. So any kind of oral fixation, for sure, right? I know. And so I think yes, it's the mouth. But man, like someone bites me, oh my god! And then I look at the bruises later on. Do I want them to bite me and have blood come out, like on that vampire journey? I don't know that, that those two don't seem to connect, but then again, I haven't gone that way. Like, do I want to, I can't say for sure. Not I'm curious. Like, do I want to bite someone? And then there's some blood that comes out. Like part of me is like, that seems a little dangerous. There's saliva and infections that I would be worried about. And, you know, and it doesn't connect with me the same Mm -hmm. on the same level, but like, Oh my, again, I think it's just, I'm vulnerable. I I think it's all about like this vulnerability and closeness and rawness, but that full sensation of being bitten. And I know like uh, there's been times that I've played in vanilla scenarios where I've even said to someone to bite me. And then I'm like, I'm literally like, they'll bite my arm and I'm literally like pushing my arm into their mouth more so that they bite me harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like, you know, I've, I it uh, yeah I love it well especially like in the neck area a lot of men love kissed and And like on their neck and if you're kissing and like you like bite the lip behind the ear and you you like you bite the lip and you're pulling it forward I'm a lip biter when I make out sometimes yes so hot I think it's just because it's um like a dominant thing maybe I don't know what it is beneath me and I'm like work in my tongue and then I like to do like a little nibble on the bottom lip or sometimes and just kind of do a little tug not aggressively but just a little aggressive a little nibble oh I'm like someone bites my nipples like a little bit I was just gonna say I'm a nipple biter an earlobe biter and um Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm sucking cock because I haven't done it for so long (laughs) I just sometimes just like to nibble a little bit on the the head to give it just tactile like a playful yeah yeah nothing aggressive but just a different tactile feeling all of that stuff biting your eyes just rolled in your back of your head i can see it they can't (laughs) do you have an erection did some blood flow and gorge into your i'm I'm a little excited i'm not like uh you're pretty red (laughs) you know i am a little red today what's going on um yeah i it's all very very exciting to me all very exciting (laughs) um but uh i'm not sure if you can see any uh biting or blood videos on their website but we do have a wonderful sponsor don't we we do switch kitchen they offer amazing bdsm porn located here in vancouver body positive orgasmic and raw bdsm porn you can check out all their links and their content at switchkitchen.xyz and um if they want some other content and would like to see you where can they see you 
would like to see me dominate and have fun and my natural playful state, you can check out my content and booking sessions with me at daddyred.xyz. I create custom content. I do OnlyFans. I also um, do used to do kind of some porn, more customs. And I do online, virtual, and in-person domination sessions. Yeah, and they can find more about our podcast on truenorthdom.com, D-O-M-M-E. Also, that's the same thing on FET and also on Instagram. Personally, you can find me directly if you want to have a bigger conversation about love, about blood and biting and, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Feel free to reach out to me at stockings on Instagram, S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-S, or on FETLIFE, OBAN1794, O-B-A-N. If you guys really enjoy our podcast and would like to be a supporter, you can become a Patreon. We do bonus episode once a month for our Patreons and have a uh, True North Dom tribal community on Discord that you can be a part of. If you do not want to make a donation as small as a Starbucks coffee, you can support us by rating this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you should take us out, girl. Keep it kinky. Keep it freaky. Very freaky. Bye.